Hey y'all, welcome back. This is episode four of the Tribe Podcast, and today we're going to talk about running the race. I'm going to open up and share a little bit more about my tribe, and today in particular, we're going to talk about my family. My parents were divorced in the 90s, and it's funny because my kids call that the 1900s. I think in their minds, it's like, you know, the old days where we had to churn our own butter and there was no electricity. But contrary to what they think, the 90s were a wonderful time for my family. My mom met an amazing man named Seth, and they were married in 1999. And that was really like a turning point for our family. We have such a unique family dynamic because we have my dad, who's very much involved in our lives and we're very close to. And then we have Seth, who is like a bonus for us. Seth has always been really hardworking and loving. He's definitely a go-to encourager for me and my family. And my mom and Seth knew very early on that they wanted to grow the family. So in 2003, my brother Jake was born. And in the following year, my sister Anna was born. I cannot even tell y'all the amount of joy and love that I have for my siblings. We are in completely different seasons of life, but we love each other so much and are so grateful for each other. And it literally makes me emotional just thinking about it. Not a lot of people can say that they have siblings that are over 15 years younger than them, but it's all we know, and it's such a cool part of our story. Okay, so let's get into the running. I started running when I was in seventh grade. I ran in middle school and high school. I was a track and cross-country runner. In fact, both of my sisters ran. My mom was a runner, and we're just kind of a running family. I think a lot of what laid the foundation for my love of running is that I had this really cool opportunity to see my stepdad, Seth, train for and then run the full marathon in 2000. And at that point, I was just a few years into my running career. I don't even know if Seth realizes the impact that his commitment to running had on me, but it was so profound. Watching him train for the marathon and the discipline and the commitment that it took to wake up every day and put in the miles was so powerful for me in my adolescent years. And I learned a lot about sacrifice and perseverance in that season of watching Seth and his training. So Seth, if you're listening, thank you so much for instilling this love of running and commitment in my heart. Okay, so fast forward 18 years, I ran the same full marathon that Seth ran. And while I was training, I read an article that said 1% of people will run a full marathon in their life. First of all, those odds are just crazy to me. That feels like such a low percentage. But it got me thinking, like in order to be the 1%, that means you have to be willing to do what the other 99% won't. So What does that look like and what does God say about perseverance and the 99 and the 1? In Matthew 18, the parable of the lost sheep, it's a story about a shepherd that had 100 sheep and 99 of those sheep were accounted for, but there was one that was missing. And this shepherd literally leaves the 99 to go and find the one that's lost. In verse 13, it says, And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. This parable is really talking about how the Lord is willing to chase us lovingly and relentlessly. He will leave the 99 others to go after the one. 
he loves us so much that he will never stop chasing us. It makes me so emotional just thinking about that. So then I started thinking about, you know, how do you persevere in the hard seasons and the valleys as a Christian? And scripture is so clear in saying that we will face trials in this life. I think of it like the marathon. Like if you're not in a season of heartache or trouble right now, you will be. So what are you doing to prepare your heart and your mind for the race as it approaches? And how are you preparing your mind to persevere? The definition of perseverance is steady persistence in a course of action or a purpose, especially in spite of difficulties, obstacles, or discouragement. Listen to what scripture says about persevering. James 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And Galatians 6 verse 9, it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And what these verses say about God's heart is that he's an encourager. He wants us to thrive and he wants us to persevere. And for me in the seasons where I've been the most broken, it's my tribe that's helped me to persevere. When it's physically and emotionally too hard to try to keep it all together, I rely on Jesus first and foremost. But I also rely on my tribe of people that will help carry me through. Okay, so back to my marathon in 2018. I hit mile 17 and I had this moment of overwhelming doubt and all of a sudden the pain and the enormity of deciding to do something like run 26.2 miles just for fun, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So I did the only thing that made sense at the time and I used Siri to call my sister Lindsay who is number one for me in my tribe and she was so encouraging and loving in her response. I remember just feeling like I needed that reminder that I'm a daughter of the one true king. And if God set me out on this journey, he would pull me through. You have to keep in mind that Lindsay had been with me since 6 a.m. She drove me down to my race and spent all morning running around, tracking my time and pace, and meeting me at different milestones throughout the race. She didn't just show up with a Starbucks in her hand to greet me at the finish line. She was hustling to make sure I would be encouraged and essentially so that I would know that I wasn't alone. So at mile 20, Lindsay jumped into the race and started running alongside of me. And for those of you that are not runners, this is illegal. She did not pay. She did not properly train. It's not something that was planned. It just happened organically. She made a split second decision to lace up her tennis shoes and to run alongside me. And oh my word, I hope the race organizers aren't listening to this podcast because this is 100% not allowed. But here's the cool thing about having a tribe. For my sister, she didn't do it for the medal. She didn't do it for what it would look like on social media. She didn't do it because she wanted to cross the finish line. She did it because that's what a tribe looks like. It looks like running alongside each other and encouraging and celebrating one another. It's that healthy sisterhood where we're looking to our tribe of women and we're not telling people that their crown is crooked. We're just silently fixing it and then we're walking alongside them in love. 
Lindsay did something for me that day that I will never be able to appropriately explain or show my gratitude for. It was a complete act of her character and her willingness to be selfless. I mean, she literally went the extra mile for her tribe. And my hope for everyone listening is that this story inspires you and that you can continue stepping out of your comfort zone to go first in friendships. It might feel a little foreign. It might be a little awkward. But sometimes you just need to ask people if they want to be your friend. It could be asking them that exact question. Or it could be setting up regular coffee meetups to talk and share your heart. But regardless of what it looks like, know that God will walk alongside you as you continue to take steps to find your tribe.